Welcome to episode number 199. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some quick tips on ways that you can get a jump start on your flowers and especially your herbal and medicinal herbs for the following year. My name is Mosque Norris. I am your host, and you are listening to the Pioneering Today podcast where we give you the tips and inspiration to have a homegrown and handmade life. I love being able to grow my own herbs. So both some is for culinary, like stuff just tastes better with herbs in it, right? And then others are for beauty. There are some flowers that I think are just gorgeous and are just good for the soul to look at. And then we've kind of got the best of both worlds when not only can we eat these herbs, depending on what some of them are. And they are also beautiful. But a lot of them also have some amazing natural medicinal qualities to them that we can use to build up our own natural medicine cabinet. Now, I have to tell you, I am not a certified herbalist. I am a backyard mama and author who does her research before using anything on my own family and myself medicinally, and you should do the same thing, especially if you have any type of health conditions because herbs, natural and wonderful as they are, they do actually have some powerful qualities to them, which is why we obviously can use them as natural medicine. So we really need to understand how they act and work in the body. And if you have any medical conditions or you're on any type of prescription, you definitely want to check with your pharmacist and your medical provider before using them. So do your due diligence and your due research. And I'm not diagnosing you or giving you some type of treatment plan. Okay, capiche? We got that out of the way. Good deal. Now, I have got quite a few previous episodes. If you are really interested in to diving into, which I hope you are, using herbs and growing them and creating your own natural medicine cabinet. And so I will make sure and I will link to those both in the resource blog post that accompanies this episode. So you can just go to melissaknorris.com forward slash 199. And there's a whole blog post that is going to encapsulate this episode, but it also have links to resources for you so that you can find them there. But I've got some one episodes coming up. So if you are interested in really diving into using medicinal herbs and natural remedies, especially for cold and flu season, like make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, whatever app you're listening to this in, hit subscribe because I have got some really awesome episodes coming your way next week. But in the meantime, if you want to catch some previous episodes that talk about that, of course, only after you're done listening to today's episode, episode number 186 How to Design a Cottage Garden, Forgotten Medical and Edible Plants with Carolyn from Homesteading Family is a great one. I've got episode number 182, which is eight medicinal herbs and their uses for growing an herbal tea garden. And episode number 177, which is traditional fire cider recipe and benefits guide with renowned herbalist Rosemary Gladstar. Those are some great ones to go and listen to. Oh, episode number 167 as well. Eight medicinal plants you need to add to your garden this year. And the reason I threw that one in there is because we're going to be talking about ways right now in the fall that you can get a jump start on putting in your medicinal plants without having to do all of the seed starting and start prep that often comes with in the springtime. So one of the things that we want to look at is if you've got current flowers that are your herbs in your garden right now, 
One of these for me is an annual, and that is going to be your calendula. So calendula is an annual for me, meaning it doesn't survive the heart, the frost. And so that kills the plant. And then it's not going to grow from the root again the next year, like our perennials will. Another one that falls under that category for me is German chamomile. But they produce seed heads because they're a flower, right? And so if you don't pick the flower and harvest it as a flower, which we talked about in episode number 197. So if you're wanting to learn how and the best way to harvest your flowers for herbal use, go back and check out that episode. But you can let them go to seed. So to let them go to seed, you just let the flower head go from a blossom to when it starts to shrivel up and then when it starts to dry and then it forms the seeds. So for things like calendula and chamomile, they will reseed themselves. So even though the plant is an annual, it often will reseed so much that it almost feels like a perennial because you don't have to necessarily plant it every year. That can be a good and a bad thing. So if you don't want calendula self-seeding itself all over or any plant that acts that way, then as the flower starts to die and shrivel up and produce the seeds, simply go and deadhead them. So clip them off and gather the seeds in a bucket or a bag or whatever, and then you're not going to have them hitting the soil and then growing the next spring. So that's one thing. But most of us actually want to have a lot of these specific flowers growing and we want more of them. So for me, I want more of my strawberry calendula. It's a beautiful pink calendula. I do like the, I have a snow version of the calendula and I also have the, what we typically think of where it's the orange. And I love those, but there's something about the strawberry, that one that I think is so pretty with the pink. I just love it. So I want more of those. So I am taking the seeds and letting them get established and mature and dry on the plant. And then I'm clipping them, but then I'm taking those and I'm scattering those seeds in other areas on the homestead and in my herbal gardens where I want them to grow. And then I've got German chamomile growing, but I need a lot more. And when you listen to our upcoming episode on that, you are going to know why I want a whole lot more of it. I do not have enough. So I plan on taking the seeds from some of the flowers that I've been harvesting not harvesting all the flowers, obviously, so that they can go to seed. And then I'm going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to be scattering those in other beds and other areas of the homestead so that I can really increase my crop of that. Now, the great thing about doing that now is that's one less thing that I have to seed start indoors and or buy starts at a nursery or online or whatever and put in in the spring. So I feel like I just get to do a little bit of work now and then it's going to grow when the conditions are right come springtime. And I don't have to do anything, which I love. It's one of the reasons I love perennials. But you can do that with some of your annuals that I'm talking about right now. Now, there's some other plants that I want to put in that I don't have growing yet on my homestead. So I actually have purchased seeds from them. And there are some plants. This usually falls much more into the herbal flowers and a lot of our herbs than it does any of the annual vegetables. But you need to do seed stratification in order for them to sprout and grow from a seed. Like, what does that mean? Don't worry. It's really simple, even though it may sound complicated. All that means is that seed needs to be put at a frozen or a cold temperature for a specific amount of days in order for it to then sprout and grow when we hit closer to springtime, right? When it's warmer out and then it will, then it will begin to grow. So there's some seeds that if you don't do seed stratification on, meaning they do not get to those cold temperatures, then they are not going, the seed won't sprout and it won't grow. It needs that time 
in those cold temperatures in order for it to go through its growing cycle. So one of those is marshmallow. So marshmallow is a great herb, especially for anything dealing with the throat. I know we typically think of marshmallows and we're thinking of like the candy that we use to roast over a campfire. But I'm actually talking about the plant marshmallow, and it's usually the root that we use in our medicinal. But I love marshmallow root. It's one of my favorite herbs to use. As I said, anytime you need something that is soothing. So a lot of times we use it when we're having throat issues where we need that coating and that soothing. But also it can be used for soothing. It's got that mucilaginous properties. Think kind of thick and kind of sticky, but like gooey. for lack of a better word, but can create a great coating. And then it also has some healing properties in there as well. But that marshmallow root. So I want to make sure that... And it's pretty. It's actually a green plant that has a lovely blossom on it. So it's pretty to use in a flower garden. And I want to make sure that I've got some of that growing on my homestead in our herbal garden next year. So rather than try to have a whole bunch of starts going under my grow light, that's just more work. And that seed does require stratification. I'm going to be sowing it out probably in a few more weeks so that we're cool enough. It's going to need the seed stratification on that one. So it's not going to matter. But I don't want to put these out too early because I don't want them to start to sprout and then die. I want the seeds to be dormant just outside wherever I scatter them so that they will start growing calm springtime when the weather is conducive to letting them grow the whole time. So I'm going to be throwing out my marshmallow seed so that it can go through, like I said, that stratification process. Then another one that I'm adding in, and I'm going to be doing the same thing, is yarrow. Now, like I said, a lot of these you can start indoors in spring and then transplant them out or get starts or whatnot. But I love, I think I've said it like five times during this episode, I love it if I can make things easier on myself. It is way easier to just throw some seeds out and see what happens. So of course, if you do seed starting... There's a little bit more of a guarantee provided everything that you've done with your seed starting is done correctly and a little bit more control to make sure those plants grow. But I've had really good success scattering a lot of seed and quite a few of them come up. So that's my strategy and those are the ones that I'm going to be doing this with right now. So I hope that you enjoyed this kind of our quick tip episode here and what I'm doing right now on our homestead and that it will help you on yours and in your garden. I look forward to being here with you on our next episode. As I said, we've got some epic ones coming up. In fact, you guys, you guys, the next episode, episode number 200. I know, pretty awesome. And I'm going to have some fun things planned for our milestone of 200 episodes. So make sure that you tune in for next week. And if you didn't hear about it, which if you're listening to the podcast, follow me on YouTube and getting my emails, pretty sure you heard about it. But also make sure that you get registered for the upcoming organic gardening workshop that will be going down for free starting October 2nd. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Happy gardening and we'll talk soon. 